Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, and welcome, people, to episode 148 mm. of uh, Dude and a Monkey. Uh, I am one of your co-hosts, Matt Foster, and as ever, I'm joined by... Ian Loring, who's gone back to Budweiser because it yeah. was cheap, and I immediately regretted my decision. I got 20, yeah. I got 20 bottles for a tenner, and it's I was like, that. that's, that's good beach. value, that's good value. And then I opened up the first bottle, had a swig, and... Yeah, this actually does taste like piss, doesn't it? It, it really does taste like piss, yeah. Um, so it, it's going to be back to the elves next week. This is, if this isn't the last time you see a Budweiser on this show, please feel free to tweet me calling me a bellend. Just a bell, just call me a bellend. Don't give me any context. I'll know through psychic osmosis. Yeah, well, uh, weirdly enough, um, Becky's been away this 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 weekend with uh, visiting a friend in London, and Isabel was, uh, stayed at um, her grandparents last night, so I was in on my own, and I got myself some beers, uh, and, and thought I'll have those later on when I'm watching a film later on, um, and then I went into the kitchen, get myself a drink, I made myself a cup of tea, and was st- st- stood there going, "Fuck it, why did I get any beers?" Why don't I get any beers for tonight? I could have got a couple of beers, a nice couple of beers, and then, you know, sat at them, watched a film, and then gone to bed, and, you know, it all been pretty cool, nice chilled out night. I thought, fucking, I could watch it shot, but then I'd have to sort the dog out, and so I didn't bother, and all the time, they were literally, like, that far away from me, <laughs> like, staring at me, not even in a cupboard, just staring at me, next to the fucking kettle. Nice. And it wasn't until I got up this morning, and uh, there was some coffee this morning, I went, Oh, you fucking dumb bastard. <laughs> so, uh, this week, uh, we have a review of John Hillcutt's new film, Triple uh, Nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have maybe some trailer talk. Um, I don't, a, a strange thing that I'll add in trailer talk. Um, strange experience while I was watching, um, before watching Triple Nine. Uh, and uh, we'll have some uh, what we've been watching on. Um, and I, we don't have any questions or anything because uh, we forgot to ask for them, essentially. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so so, so we, we, we don't have any unless uh, you want to tweet it out there now and we get some during the show. No, I can't be asked, to be fair. <laughs> no, I, 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 I might see what I can do. Uh, but, okay. yeah, uh, anything else happened this, this week in the wonderful world of film that we should talk about before we hit possibly trailers? <laughs> I don't think so. It's been a bit of a quiet one. Um, I didn't watch the BAFTAs because of the whole delayed thing, um, which I, got people up in arms, despite the fact it's happened every year for fuck knows how long. Yeah, I, 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 didn't, I didn't watch it for, for the simple fact that I, I, I don't care, really. I, 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 no, I don't care uh, much either. Um, oh, we do have a <laughs> we do have an email. Um, oh, uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, no. We'd, sorry, just it, it made me laugh. Um, okay. So cool. uh, yeah, no. I, it's just there's no real interest. The best I know, Brad was like having some rants about this, but like the best film thing didn't really have any any British stuff in it anyway. It all feels like it's riding on the coattails of the Oscars. Yeah, and, and I, I I I don't know. I mean, like. I heard that Jennifer Jason Leigh was nominated for Best Supporting Actress, and the Weinsteins and um, Entertainment, the distributors over here, couldn't be asked to pay for like her to come over because they were just like, <laughs> "What's the point? The films had like no real heat whatsoever." Fuck it. It did, it did feel um, strangely 
subdued the BAFTAs this year. It kind of just, it, it was it was Sunday, and all of a sudden it was, oh, the BAFTAs are on tonight. And everyone went, oh, shit, I forgot about that. Do I need to rent a tux? Nah, I just want a T-shirt. Yeah. Uh, it, it felt a little bit like that. And then there was the whole... I didn't watch it, but there was like a kiss cam thing because it was on Valentine's yeah, Day yeah, yeah, yeah. and things like that. And it just felt a little bit like you should be doing better here. You know, you're already an award ceremony that, that really nobody gives a shit about. And you've actually made yourself worse. It felt a little bit Britsy. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's a good comparison. Yeah, it, it, that feels like the kind of thing Ant and Deck would pull. Yeah, and then, you know, there was the whole Stephen Fry um, said something and everyone got their fucking panties in a wad, so Stephen Fry did his fucking usual... Um, I'm off Twitter for two weeks. Like, like me. His, yeah, chucked chuck his teddy out. <laughs> um, and then I, I was I, I did actually sort of see some reactions. I didn't know what had happened, you see. And I was... Um, I saw that it... What is it? And I thought, oh, what's going on? So I read, like, a, a quick article about it, or I think it was The Guardian. And they, they quoted a few tweets from our... our and I screenshots for people giving tweets, which what the Guardian seems to do a lot now. And one of them was a girl who said, "That's it. I no longer like Stephen Fry." Fuck off! And it's like what? It's like for a start off, he doesn't care. He doesn't care. And also, that's the one thing that stopped you from liking Stephen Fry was a a joke. That's it. It was a joke. Whether or not it was inappropriate, you don't know. They might know each other. They might be friends. It might be a running joke that they yeah, have. And they totally I don't... knew each other and were friends. So yeah. it's yeah. so it, it's that kind of thing. And it's also like of all the nonsense Stephen Fry has yeah. chatted for fucking years. That's the one thing that people pick up on. Yeah, yeah. the guys are fucking. You know, it, I, bet he's a, I bet he's a great fucking dinner guest. I bet Stephen Fry is a wonderful pint. Uh, um, a, Absolutely. A, a mate of ours um, used to live in the the village where he was shooting. He was shooting a show that he did for a couple of years, like on ITV, and I can't remember the name of it. But she lived in the same village, so she was like down the pub, like pub, like with him a lot. Mm. And she said he's just the the best company in the world. He is, you know. I, I, but, I bet he's, you know, he's, he's a very intelligent man. He he's a great kind of raconteur. But he's, he's, you know, he is. This the idea is he's not he he, he essentially is, he's a personality yeah. he is but he does spout some crap yeah yeah well. no, I mean he does but everybody does you know it's yeah just, but I, everyone does but it, it, it's like oh it's the first time he's talked shite it's like no sit and listen to him talk about fucking my depression for five minutes and you'll hear him talk shite I mean the, the thing is as well though I mean like the way that he said that like it's basically Twitter's become a place where it's like people have peed in the pool and it's like it's been like that for a while. Yeah, it has, it's, yeah, you know. I mean, he's not wrong. No, he's no, he's not wrong. And you know, but I, I don't know. After my little break from Twitter, I've come back to it, and I'm a lot less bothered by stuff on it than I used to be. Um, it's just, just don't get into it. If you, if you don't like someone's opinion, just fucking unfollow them or block yeah. them if you have to. You know, job done. Um, or, 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 or just call bullshit on it. Yeah, either, either that or just go for the jugular. You know, it's yeah. like. If, but the thing is, I just can't be asked with the fight. So I don't have time. No, because if you're in a Twitter argument with somebody, you've kind of got you've got to set aside and go. I need at least kind of half an hour to to set aside to do this. Otherwise, if if, if they respond and I don't respond within a logical amount of time, essentially I've lost the argument just by being busy. So it's like I look at it and go, oh, that that's bullshit. 
Ah, oh, but I ain't got time for it. Yeah, yeah. I ain't got time. So you just fucking skip past. Uh, Ian, what trailers have you been watching this week? I've watched a couple. I know I have. Uh, you watched a couple. I, I think I watched a couple. Before you go into them, while you, you remember what you are, I went to see Triple um, Nine at View... Uh, not, not, not View, sorry. I went to see it at the City Screen, which I've not been to for a, a while, to be honest. Um, and there was three trailers um, for Hail Caesar. What, were they different trailers? or Different trailers, yeah. All different trailers. Were they, were they short? Uh, no, there were all the full trailers. There were the three full trailers that were available for it. No, oh. sorry, no, there, were, there were the one teaser trailer and then there was the two full trailers as well. Yeah. Which was so really what, weird. Did they run in a row? Uh, first two did uh, and then the teaser happened uh, later on. Someone totally fucked up the, um, yeah. the, the programming. I mean... It would it would maybe make some sort of weird sense if Universal distributed Triple Nines. It might be that they had some like Triple Nines hour film, so you're gonna you're like you're gonna do a few Hail Caesar things before it. But it yeah. wasn't. It was E one. So that yeah, that doesn't make sense. That's just an error on the part of the projection yeah. manager slash manager who had to program it. Yeah, it was it was it was just a really strange thing. Cause it kind of like the you know the. Um... Was if it was so, so simple trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happened, and I was sort of laughing away, and then it cut, and then there was an advert. And usually, it's it, screen, you've got four trailers, and then an advert, then the film starts. And there was an advert, and then the next Hail Caesar trailer came around. Yeah, off. someone, someone fucked the dog a treat on that programming. Yeah. Oh, and also minor gripe at, at screen. First time in a while. Um, it's, a, it's a lovely screen at uh, City Screen New York apart from the fact that there was some cunt uh, kept checking her iPad during the film oh. um, and so I sort of went over and tapped her and said if you're going to check your emails can you fuck off outside um, uh, but yeah they I don't know I, mean, I guess it's all pitch houses uh, here but between every trailer and, uh, uh, now they have an advert for their membership thing their pitch house membership thing between Every trailer that what? sounds very Cineworld dictated. That does because they does do, they, they fucking overload you with the unlimited card ads at Cineworld. Ah, of course they will. Yeah, yeah. Because um, it's weird because you used to like one um, after all the trailers, but there was one at the beginning of the trailers, and then there was one in between each trailer, yeah, that's and there was one at the end of the trailers. Then there was the advert, and then there was one before the film as well. And it's like fucking hell. I, do you know what? I'm a member, and I'm actually thinking about breaking my card. I'm that uh, pissed off with this. Uh, so, yeah, go on, what trailers have you seen? Um, so, I've actually only watched two. Um, so, I watched Bastille Day. Um I've seen this one. Was it any... Uh, so, it's Idris Elba, Richard Madden. Richard Madden, from Game of Thrones, and he was Prince Charming in Cinderella, um, plays a uh, pickpocket who... Um, it, it's actually quite i don't know i thought it was kind of funny even though it's not he's a pickpocket <laughs> who steals someone's bag takes their wallet out of their bag chucks the bag away and it blows up and it turns out there was a bomb in the bag so um <laughs> he gets he gets like uh, arrested for uh you know for it yeah. and idris elba's like the, the the copper after him and then he kind of convinces idris elba look it wasn't me you know but i'm gonna i'll help you find out who it was so they uh, like they team up they, um, they stole that stole that a little bit from jingle all the way yeah well, yeah, <laughs> nice. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. It looks pretty standard issue. Um, it's Idris Elba being Idris Elba, you know. Um, he will go like that. I think he does in the trailer, you know. Um, <laughs> I 
fucking... He will. He'll lean in and go like that. Genuinely, yeah. And, you know, for those listening to the podcast, you, you've missed that there. But, um, yeah, yeah. so, I don't know, it looks really generic. I, if there's good reviews, great. I imagine it'll be a two, three star or all the way, but... It's yeah. a Tuesday night Netflix. Yep. And it, it, it's Studio Canal, so it'll be on Amazon Prime by the end of the year, I'd say. So um, there we go. So that's that. Um, and Pee-wee's Big Holiday. Um, I've never seen Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Um, this might give me an excuse to. Um, it's, it is weird that the guy, I know it was like 25 years ago, but the guy who was caught wanking in a cinema is now starring in a Netflix original family film. But Paul Rubens. Paul Rubens, yeah, yeah. yeah. But... I don't know. So that, it, that's it, a real film. Yeah. I, I, I saw like a still from it uh, the other day when I was sort of flicking through something and I, and I thought it was like a fucking Saturday Night Live sketch yeah, or something yeah, like no, that. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, it's on Netflix in March. I think it was produced by Judd Apatow. Um, he was the, kind of like the person who like got behind it. So, uh, you know, um, I'm interested enough. Like, uh, visually, it looks... It, it's very high-key and... Um, I don't know. Paul Rubens looks pretty funny in it. I, I, I mean, it's fuck. It's a Net, it's a Netflix original. It's not going to be hard to watch it, even though saying that I haven't watched Piece of No Nation yet. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, what, um, I, I I don't know. It looks alright. Joe Maggianello is. Oh it. yeah. So you know, I'll probably watch it for that alone. I love that guy. So um, there you go. Um, yeah, I, I'll watch. I quite like Paul Rubens to be honest. He's, he's, he's you know, his his career has kind of been faltered a little bit by the fact that he got caught jacking off in a in a. Yeah, so... <laughs> As, uh, if Joe Maginalo can fit in how much with the Cheetos and water, I'll be very pleased. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, that's actually it. Cool. Uh, I can't think of any... I don't think I've watched any um, at all. In fact, I know I haven't. No, I haven't. Oh, the trailer. Oh, we got that, that, that little sneak peek of Ghostbusters, didn't we? Did we talk about Oh, that fuck me, man. I mean, like, what's that? A couple of shots of a cityscape and the logo. Yeah, and, and and the opening of the music. They should have really given us at least a fucking, you know, somebody from it. Yeah, I mean, that, that no, that was bloody... I mean, I'm I'm very up for the Ghostbusters film. Where the fuck's my bottle opener got me? I, do you know what? I, the more and more, as more time goes by, the more and more I'm getting kind of up for it. I like the idea that Chris Hemsworth's uh, uh, Janine. Yeah, no, 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 totally. I'm, I'm bang up for it, but... I, I also think they, they should have called him Janine as well. Yeah, they should have called him. Janine. Uh, they should have just called him Janine, and it should have just been. It's it, it, it sort of it, like Melissa McCarthy read the fucking boys and went Janine and looked at him and he went yeah, and that, that they should have just left it at that mm. and just not acknowledged that it was a girl's name at all. Um, I just checked the the thing that I saw literally was just cityscape shots, and that was it. Yeah. 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 That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like the fact that they did that, and it was like right trailer's going to be out there in like three weeks. It's, it, 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 it's 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 a teaser for the teaser for the trailer. We are now at that point. Yeah, I mean, it, it, like it's a bag of fuck off. Like, yeah. just it, it, it's not. There's nothing interesting in it at all. There's not one shot that's oh. actually interesting, and so it, all it's used for is online to tell people who already know there's a new Ghostbusters movie that there's going to be a trailer for a Ghostbusters movie. It's not like people who aren't interested in film are going to see this. It, it, like They're not going to put this on nope. in an ad break of... It's an advert. Uh, ...and Death Saturday Night Takeaway or whatever. You know, it's yeah. like it's not actually informing anyone of anything. It's, it, it's an advert. It, it's a... 
It's a glorified poster. I, yeah, I mean, I, fuck, a poster would have been better. Been better. <laughs> yeah, it would have been. Because at least it would have been visual and it would have been static and it would have told you the what is it. I, you would yeah. have to get to the end of it and go, what? This is a fucking advert for a trailer. Yeah, I, I, like... I, 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 that was, the thing is, if they did it like two or three days before the teaser came out, it, or the trailer came out, yeah, whatever, fair, fair enough, enough it is what it is. Weeks. Yeah, two, three weeks, come on. Yeah, you could do better. Yeah, yeah, I mean, considering the fact that there are enough people who are already very much anti that film for ridiculous reasons, but anti that film anyway, that doesn't help its cause, but, you know, hey. Yeah. That's what, I, do you know what? There's, there's very little chance with the talent involved in that film. It's not going to be a lot of fun. I'm pumped. I, I'm uh, genuinely like all female Ghostbusters. Why the fuck not? I, I mean, that, that, why not? I don't see I, a reason I'm, why. Not. I'm there with that. My only issue with it was my issue with this. Why not? Sounds great. Sounds brilliant. My issue was when people started going, getting funny about it and saying, you know, it should be. It's like, well, it shouldn't. Be, and then going. Well, why can't we have them? Say, I'm not saying why. I'm not saying you can't. I'm saying it's a really good idea. Well, yeah, it is. You know, because why not? Like, well, I understand we're saying why not, but it, it, it's not like it has to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it was a bit like that. Like, There's militancy I'm, I'm, on both sides. I'm, I'm on your side. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a really good, a really interesting idea, mm. but. I don't get why you're angry about it because it's happening. No, I mean, and then once I found out Chris Evans was in it, I was like, as a secretary, I was like, oh, that's brilliant. Mm, mm. No, I mean, I like. There's a, I mean, there's a there's a guy in my work, Steve, who um, is really against the idea, and it's just like. But the thing is, I think it's this it, the same it's, Steve. It's, it what? Is this the same Steve that you WhatsApps us about? <laughs> Oh, no, 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 different no, 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 different Steve. No, 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 different Steve. Um, yeah, no, different Steve. Um, this, this dude's good. Um, but no, I think he was more, he's more against the idea of it as a, as a remake anyway. But, um, to be fair, he might actually, as a remake generally, he might actually hear about this because one of the other guys in work, Tom, has recently started, um, watching. Um, and so fuck you, Tom. That's all I'm going to say. Um, hey, Tom. Yeah, he likes he likes you. Everybody likes me. Yeah, but um, no, he can go fuck himself. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I mean, like, I, I think he was more against it, the idea of the remake anyway. And I think maybe there's there's thought in that. But I, I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. It's I I think it's going to be a bit of a breath of fresh air this summer. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it because the fact is. I didn't like Bridesmaids, so I decided that because I didn't like Bridesmaids, I didn't like Melissa McCarthy and didn't like Paul Feig. What were Paul Feig's last, and Melissa McCarthy's last two films? The Heat. The Heat and Spy. And Spy. I thought The Heat looked like a piece of shit, and I loved it. Yeah, <laughs> I thought Spy looked like a piece of shit, and I loved it. Yeah, Spy so, I'm getting on board with Ghostbusters and going, I'm up for it. Because then, when I go into it, I don't have to backtrack and go... Yeah, I was wrong. Mm. <laughs> I can go. I was right all along. Yeah, fucking a, fucking a. Yes. Um, so uh, moving on to our feature review, uh, which is of John Hillcoat's uh, new film. Um, I'm a big John Hillcoat fan, um, and this is a crime thriller, and I fucking love crime thrillers. Um, so cast: 
Casey Affleck, Chewie Telegiafor, Anthony Mackie, Aaron Paul, Norman Reedus. He dies uh, in the first 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> all spoilers all the time. Uh, Kate Winslet, Gail Gadot, uh, Woody Harrelson, uh, Michael Williams. Am I missing anybody? Anthony I Mackie. bet I am. Did you say Anthony Mackie? I did say Anthony Mackie, okay. yes. Um, story is you've got a, a a bank robbery at the start of the film um, that is being done for some um, Jewish Russian gangsters working in Atlanta in Georgia, uh, which is quite a different setting because it's not set in Boston or New York, which is fucking strange for a um, a film of this type, uh, but refreshing. Uh, and then we find out that oh, Clifton Collins Jr. Oh, you have forgotten yes. one. <laughs> How uh, and we then we get Franco, yeah. Yeah, and then we find out two of the, involved, two of the five uh, people involved in this robbery are actually um, cops, and Aaron Paul forgot him as well. Um, oh, he's an ex-cop and now seems to have some element of drug problem. Uh, we'll get into more of the story as we, we go along. Um, but, Ian, uh, what do you think of Triple Nine? Yeah, so, I mean, on the face of it, like, looking forward to it, it's John Hilco. Um, for the films I've seen of his, I'm free for free. Um, and it, the, the cast is great. Um, you know, I like the trailer. And then the word came out that, like, eh, it's all right, standard issue cop thriller. It's kind of, but like, not really worth the cast and crew's time. And, you know, I went in thinking, oh, okay, well, you know, we'll see. And its release date was a little bit middle of February, really? Uh, you know, it, 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 it kind of almost felt like a, like a, just a placeholder. So, um I went in with lowered expectations, admittedly, but I, I enjoyed it. Um, I, 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 I have a feeling Mark's going to be all over it. I'm going to be stunned. I don't know what he thought of it. I'm going to be stunned if he didn't like it. And I told him that already um, once I came out of it. Um, it is very, very, very standard issue, but I think it is elevated by technical things and the fact that you have got generally a very good cast doing... At, at solid work. I, th- I think... I, I'm going to say Aaron Paul, I think, was very lazy casting. He's Jesse from Breaking Bad if he was a copper before he started taking drugs. That's it. And, it's, and he doesn't say bitch all the time. That I mean, that's that's it. Um, but, so so yeah. just, just a quick question on that, then. Is it that it, 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 it's not a... You saying that it's not like it's a bad form. It's just it's lazy because I haven't watched Breaking Bad. You see, so yeah, basically Breaking Bad. His arc is like he's basically a drug addict who gets starts feeling more and more guilty as the series goes on about ah. his actions and then falls apart because of that. So it's very, very, so, so it's very, very much what his arc in Triple Nine is. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's. Aaron Paul's agent needs to get him some other work. I could see, even though I could see why he'd want to work on this film, given the cast and crew. That's the yeah. thing. I can see why everybody wanted to work with each other here. It's just the material is uh, it's it's fine, but compared to something like Sicario, say, just because it's a recent comparison, it's you know it's not very good. Um, taken on its own, I I, I very I, I enjoyed my time watching it. But I've got a feeling I'll just never watch it again, and that's fine. Hmm. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it, 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 it's, it's absolutely uh, in, in my kind of wheelhouse, this. This is kind of the films that, um, it, that you know, the reason why that a lot of these films get made is because people like me really, really like them. They're, a, they're an absolute kind of, they're a Thursday night staple for me. This is the kind of film that I want to watch that gets me just into that weekend thing. Um, where there's a lot of sort of grittiness to it, and you know it was all fucking. There was that's a lot of testosterone in this movie, um, and I, I I really enjoyed it. I really, I really liked it. But it, there's there's a lot of it, you can tell that it's because I mean, it's gone through a lot of um, a lot of cast <laughs> to be honest that didn't end up being in it, um, and then eventually they you know they settled on this cast. And it's been kind of in the works for a good couple of years. Uh, but there's a lot, kind of, it, like you say, the the the, the filmmaker, uh, the people involved, kind of elevate the. I don't know. The, the script isn't the story. The script of the story isn't bad. It's just, in other hands, you could imagine this being a very very sort of generic film. Whereas Hellcock does that that great thing of if he actually he directs it and he puts a little bit of time and he doesn't just go, well, I'm going to put that camera there, or I'm going to shake this camera about here mm. and do things like that. I mean, it, it, the, the great thing, the, I like the fact that the opening scene was uh, the bank robbery because you can tell what sort of film you're in for um, in these type of films by the opening kind of set piece because if you think about the, the great uh, bank robberies we've seen in films over the years, you know, you're looking at sort of your point breaks, heat, uh, and the opening of the dark night, they don't go for that kinetic, shaky camera. They're very much, here it is, and here it is. And they want you to, to see what's going on, and they want you, they're not rushing you through it to make it seem like there's loads of, not a lot of time left and it's all going really quick. They go, here's this, and they're calm, and they're sedate, and it, it runs through. And that's what the opening does. You sort of, you look at it and it's going and there's there's a time ticking down, but they're not running around. They're pacing. It, it, it's all very professional and everything like that. And, and that was sort of very nice. And you get you get that idea that these aren't just crim- career criminals. They didn't they didn't start out at nineteen fucking robbing cars. There's there's some element of kind of there's some else below that level which kind of works out. You know, you find out that Norman Reedus and uh, Judology of Four are, are ex-special forces, and yeah. there's the ones that are coppers. Sorry to interrupt. I, I, I do like that the backstory is very much kind of informed just by little things here and there. Mm. There's no info dumps about this character is connected to this character because this and blah blah blah. You just get okay. Jewatel Ejifa has a kid with Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot's sister is Kate Winslet, so they have a relationship through through that that's how they got involved and then Juatel mm. was mates with blah blah like we're at war so but it doesn't sit you down and tell you it's drip fed through yeah. through like the first third to half of the film which I really liked actually yeah th- th- there's no Chiwetel Ejiofor and we're all spoilers all the time guys when uh, he has to shoot Norman Reedus uh, there's, there's no he doesn't turn around to uh, Anthony Mackie and sort of say you know you don't know we were in blah and blah and yeah, blah and yeah, yeah, yeah. that it, it, it just it happens and it's snappy and there is there is a lack of sentimentality in that which is exactly what you kind of expect um, from uh, John Hillcott he, 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 he doesn't linger on sentiment you know if anyone's just seen the fucking road knows <laughs> that he doesn't right, yeah. He doesn't linger on sentiment, you know. He's very much his films have a stoicity to them, uh, which this very much kind of has. It's this person has their problem, 
by the way, they're not going to fuck. If you think that we're going to resolve this problem, there's going to be a redemption for them. Done. This person has their problem. Oh, by the way, they're not getting a redemption either. So we're chucking them behind us. It just things happen as they happen, and there's confusion about it. And then you've got certain characters who are going, "Hang on a minute." You know, what, that doesn't fucking make sense. Uh, and it kind of takes long, but it is held together by the fact that it, it, it's a fucking, it's a who's who's of, um, of fucking character actors. It literally is, you could almost play a competition in the next fucking 15 years and go, how many best supporting actors can all these guys get? Yeah. Because that's what they're always going to do. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, like, I, Clifton Collins Jr., I mean, like, I, I love the fact that he's kind of in the background for most of the film. And then it kind of turns out that he's the one of that gang who's kind of pushing the buttons and yeah. really the kind of like the malignant force in there. I really, really like that. The fact that, you know, you think Kate Winslet's kind of the big bad of the piece. And, it, it, you know, even she's it, to an extent kind of just following orders. Um, yeah. But, you know, the fact that she's killed off and then there's a good 10, 15 minutes still to go, even though then again, the third act does just kind of feel like, right, that guy's dead, that guy's dead, that guy's dead, that guy's dead, that guy's dead. And by the end of it, who's left? The only actually good guy in it and the guy who has somewhat had a bit of a moral redemption but because he's not fully good, uh, we'll stick him in a coma. It's like all the bad guys die, the good guys, the good guy lives, and the the guy in the middle is in a coma. The only one, yeah. the only one of those that doesn't fit with really is Aaron Paul. Um, yeah, yeah, and it just it's that's the thing. I was just like by by the time it got to the third act, and like all these people were dying, and it was like. You know, Clifton Collins Jr. and Jiratel Ejiofor. It's just like, why are they even having this fucking conversation? Just shoot him. It, it was, it was, you, you knew that was going to happen. You knew he was going to shoot him. Um, and, you know, you, you kind of look at that going, ah, really, Chiwetel? You, you know, you, you should have worked out by now that he's going to shoot you in the head. The minute, because the minute he knew, but he almost does, I think, because he, because he goes to motion with his head, you know, that, yeah, I've got it. And he motions his head, and you can see him almost kind of go, maybe you shouldn't have said that. And then he gets shot. Mm. Um, but yeah, there's, it's, but everybody in it is, 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 is very good. Um, I, I had slight issues with Kate Winslet a little bit, because she feels a little bit like she's being too playful with it. Like she's having too much fun doing it, which is, Sort of like, hang on a minute. I can see why you would because you've got the fucking hair and the accent oh, yes. and the you're playing a you know a complete matriarch. But what is it? Um, but the film's aiming for a little bit more of a serious tinge than you having a almost fucking Cruella Deville esque villainous to you. It is. It is. A, it is a little too theatrical again. Yeah. Like she's which, got most which, of the scenes it, with Jurtel Edgiefer, and he's very good. keeping that shit on the lowdown. So yeah, I, I, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah, and the and the, the one moment in the entire film because I, I I really like this film. Uh, the one moment in the entire film where I went, oh, didn't need that. Didn't need that. Was when Kate Winslet made the racist comment to uh, Chiwetelajia Four. Oh yeah, about the and I, yeah, and I just yeah, went, yeah, yeah. oh why, why didn't need that, didn't need that, 
you, you've just you've 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 made it. What? what, what there, there was no point in it at all. It didn't make her anger seem more palpable. It didn't make her disdain seem more palpable. It was already at an acceptable level. It was just a little bit like it was another layer where you kind of went. All you've done there is you, you've got a fucking burger. You've put another fucking slice of bread on it. Why? Why have you done that? Yeah. I, I, Go away. I mean, I, I, I mean, I'd argue as well. Like, there's a bit of character development to um, Casey Affleck early on, where it's kind of insinuated that, like, maybe he wants to be in the shit. Yeah, there's mm. that 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 scene where he's just watching the uh, IED explosion and his wife's chatting to him, and it's just like. Yeah. I, I, I mean, like, I, what I, saying, it, come, come to, come to bed on board, mate. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's just I, I, I don't know. I, I, I didn't really need that bit. I already got who Casey Affleck's character is. I mean, he's he's almost the MacGuffin in this. Yeah, he and, is. And it almost feels like they did that just to maybe just to give him a bit of character because otherwise he's the new guy who's actually a bit of a badass. Yeah, but then again, you, you did get the the, the the whole the set piece where they go into the um into the projects. Yeah. Uh, with the, um, the bullet shield, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which was a fucking incredible sequence. I, I did, I did like when they were going up the stairs and that woman just came out. She's <laughs> like, "What the fuck are you lot doing?" Just the whole fact that it kind of made it seem almost matter of fact, you know, yeah. it, it, like not not surprising or anything. Like I, that that was a little touch that I kind of feel like probably wasn't in the screenplay, and maybe Hillcoat just kind of added, you know, and it just it gives it. Yeah. It gives it a bit more flavour, um, and it, you know, there's there's that, enough that, of that kind of stuff to, you know to get you like? through. I think. Do you know what that seemed like? Um, that seemed like because when the, when films like this are being made, um, they've got one or two kind of advisors mm-hmm. who have worked. Who have, so there'll have been somebody who will have been on that gang, who will have been on a, a gang unit. And I'll have said something like, oh, do you know what? We once did some, we once did a fucking a, a raid at a house like this, and some woman came out and gave her shit <laughs> about making noise. And I said that, and Hillcoat would have gone, oh, we've got to use that. We've got to use that. And, and put that, that, that's how these little things happen uh, within these things. So, yeah, but it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a wonderfully uh, tense sequence uh, in that. But I think these films, often the, the kind of the tension and the. Um, because there's a bit where uh, an explosive goes off uh, uh, that's, that's, uh, that, that harms somebody that, that doesn't need to get harmed when it goes off and it blows the, the guy's leg off. Mm-hmm. That, I actually, in my seat, went, fucking hell. Yeah, I mean, again, in, in, stuff, in that, that, stuff that like that me. as well, like, that is such a good, like, look, we don't, we don't really want to kill you, but fucking leave us alone, otherwise, you know, boom. It's yeah, a warning. It, 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 like that's yeah, 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 yeah. It's it, yeah, it, it, it's it's a clever, it's, it's a well done story. It's a, it's a it's a story that that kind of that it, if you don't delve too deep into it, you don't think about it too much, which often can be the case of these type of films. It all works. It's when you start delving into it, the, the kind of the, the the bones which start to come apart. Um, thought Woody Harrelson's character was interesting. The fact that he's just. He's a cop who, quite simply, I mean, it's a. There's almost a, a cliche tick-off list with this film, which isn't an issue. It, it's not a criticism of it. Uh, the cliches are cliches because they're used often and they work well. Uh, but when they're done well, slightly is for me just because the cast and crew 
don't feel like the type of casting crew who should be ticking off cliches. It, it is, but I think one of the things is, is it, it, even if something is done, it, it, I'm feeling with this thing is if you've got something like that, if it's done well, it works. And if you've got Woody Harrelson, he can do it quite well. It works. It just it doesn't particularly elevate the overall quality of the film. It makes what, like you said earlier on, what would have been a lesser film more. It makes it, a, it, it's it, still like for me anyway. It's still like a seven out of ten. It's not breaching four stars, it. you know. It, it, it makes a, a, a three out of five film be a, a three and a half out of five. Yeah, for film. me, it makes like a two two point five into a three point five. You know, so yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that same thing. Yeah, um, you know, I saw a few people saying that there was a lack of kind of character development uh, and things like that uh, about it as a criticism. And I, I just. I, I didn't want the character development. I wanted the story. I think if you'd have had too much of that character with more interest in Sedation and it might it's like it's the whole fucking Loki thing. Um the reason why Loki doesn't have his own movie is because it'd be boring watching Loki for two hours. It's great watching him for little segments mm. in that. So if if you'd have taken one specific person and focused on them more than the rest, which they do a little bit, but not as much. If you'd have taken, for instance, Woody Harrelson and just focused money on his character, you'd have gone, do you know what? That was cool, but I'd, I'd prefer to know what Casey Affleck's doing or what Clifton Collins Jr. is doing or, or things like that. So I like the fact that it very much is an ensemble piece that kind of centers around Chiwetelo Giafar, I think. Yeah, I mean, like he's the kind of the inst- like the kind of the, the central person who connects all the dots, I suppose. So, like, he's in the he's in the kind of the center of the Venn diagram. Yeah, yeah, you know, is his character. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, no, totally. But no, I, I mean, I agree with that. I, and Clifton Collins Jr. is in it enough. His character is a kind of he's slightly the puppet master behind the scenes that you don't really realize he is until the last 15 20 minutes or so so you know i thought he worked well for that like i liked the you know there's that that there's that moment where he's in the car and he's just watching that girl and he's like saying to juatel edgy for like you've got like you've got to get rid of aaron paul you you, Mm. you've got i'm i'm not asking you i'm fucking telling Uh, you you've got to get rid of him and it's like there's there's just enough little moments like that peppered through the film, but you kind of forget about them. Yeah, and and then it kind of, and then he really comes back into focus later on. It's like shit. You actually did quite a good little bait and switch on me. Fair play. Yeah, and and as well, it actually it it, it calls it in like the first fucking scene where you've got Redis, uh, Aaron Paul, and Chutanji Foss sat in the car. And Aaron Paul saying, you know, I, I I can vouch for Marcus, you know, Anthony Mackie's character, um, you know, I can vouch for him, you know, he's, um, we were in, you know, we, we trained together and we, you know, all that. And they go, yeah, it's not him we're worried about. Mm. It, it, it's Franco that we're worried about. And it's like, they almost, they, it, that's completely founded by the end of it. it yeah. He is the... Is the is the what you think is going to be the loose cannon, you know, because he does the thing with the getting the woman in the the bank to, yeah. um, to put her lips onto the um, the handkerchief, and you think, yeah, he's going to be the loose cannon. He's the one that's going to fucking start shooting people. And it turns out he's not. He's the one who's got a plan from the fucking start. Yeah, he's yeah. one step ahead of everything, and all all he's looking to do is just get get the money and get the fuck out. It's just like he he, he pops up when. Um... Like in the aftermath of the uh, the scene where uh, uh, Mackie's shot and Aaron, Aaron Paul dies, mm. and then he turns up, and it's like shit. 
Yeah, I kind of forgot about him. Yeah, fuck. All right, he's here. He knows what's going on. And it kind of escalates from there. It's it's good. And Clifton Collins Jr., like, early on as well, he has that scene where he's talking about, like, I could kill a cop, like, bang, done. You know, and yeah. it's like everybody else is, like, being, like, morally, oh, I'm not too sure. And he's like, fuck it, I'll do it. You know, it, yeah. you know it's, I like... I like the way they do that, but then, like, his character's just not present, and they're concentrating on Edgy Fur and Affleck, and, you know, you got a bit of Mackie and Affleck together, it, you know, so it, it hides it. I mean, it's, it is a bit of a trick, in fairness, but it's an effective one. Yeah, I mean, I, I like I said, this is, this is absolutely kind of like the, the, the sort of film I, I go for. I love these type of sort of crime thrillers. Um, so it, it will be one that I, I will, I'm actually, you know, I, I'm at the point now where I'm going, do you know what? I could probably watch it again, like, really fucking soon, because <laughs> to, just to see if there was other bits that I, I missed, stuff like that. Plus, there's some great kind of set pieces in it uh, that work really well for me. It's nicely shot. Uh, it, it looks fucking great. Um, I really like the sound. Um, the, yeah, the, the sound's the, the, the fantastic. The way the sound builds during the set pieces is um, really well done. I, it's just like, technically, it's really, really, really accomplished. It's a constant. It's a constant sound movie as well. There's, there's very, there's very little silence within it. There's, there's always something going on. I think you said you mentioned it. It's the same people who do Fincher's sound. Uh, Ren Kleiss was one of the guys um, behind the sound here, and yeah, he's like, um, he's like Fincher's man. Um, yeah. So it, it kind of, I was like, yeah, all right, that makes sense. It, 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 it absolutely does. You can you can see that it's got that the the the, the sound and the the, the, the score and everything. He's constantly trying to to add to what's going on and build on what's going on it's 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 i say for me it's it's definitely not shit it's a solid sort of eight out of ten for me but that's because it's it's a film that's that's appealing to people like me yeah yeah i mean uh, definitely not shit as well i i was pleasantly surprised um uh yeah i i just i'm not too sure what people going into it were expecting other than maybe it to be be a bit more classy than it is but it is what it is and it's enjoyable for what it is i think yeah absolutely one thing i will, I will say is anthony mackie's pulling a bit of a will smith for me in in the sense that he always looks exactly the same in every single film he's in he always looks like anthony mackie it's a weird one. I think it's he not just straight bad. up refuses to not look like Anthony Mackie. Yeah, it, it, it's it's a it's a strange. He's not he's not a bad actor. He's just he he's just he's just wallpaper a little bit. He's so meh. He was there. He wasn't bad, but he won't he won't great mm. at all. Um, which I, I, you know it kind of makes you think. Is he Falcon? Is that who he is in yeah, Marvel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I can't remember who the fuck he is in the Marvel films. But it's just you see him in an awful lot, and it's always like he's all, he always looks exactly the same. Whereas you know, she was alleged for he's you know he had the, the scars in the head, and there was yeah. sort of other bits around it, and you know, Aaron Paul looks a little bit fat um, and, and bits like that. So it just felt a little bit. It, 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 I don't know. He's a strange one, Anthony Mackie, for me. I don't don't dislike an actor, but I just feel like he's very generic. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I could go for that. Yeah, sure. I don't yeah. really have much more to say to that. To be <laughs> fair, yeah, it's uh, definitely not shit. Uh, and like I say, um, I, I'm looking forward to a rewatch of it. To be honest, um, so go on then, Ian. Um, 
what have you been watching this past sort of week? Um, I know there's a couple you wanted to talk about that you didn't, you didn't get a chance to do on the, last on, the on the last show. Yeah, I mean, I um, they're kind of fading in my mind though. But I I rewatched the Limey. Um, oh, did you? That's weird. Why is it weird? Because uh, I watched it this week. Oh, it's on Netflix, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I think it's quite prominent on, on like Netflix UK yeah. at the moment. So, yeah, man, that flick it, 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 in comedies. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> really? Um, the thing about the limey, it's a really, really, really stand. It's kind of appropriate with Triple Nine, really. It's a really, really, really standard issue revenge story, but the yeah. the construction of it makes it way more interesting it's it's a director taking material and uh, like on, on the page and elevating it and I, I i mean you know you've got good bits i mean the you tell him you tell him i'm coming you tell him i'm fucking coming ah! you know i mean that is it, it, yeah super <laughs> duper, you know it's a, it, yeah, it's a peculiar film, though. To be honest, That's like no, you say, yeah, it totally is. Like, it, it, it feels like it feels like a fish out of water in its own film. Yeah, the whole thing just feels a little bit like, is this is this is this poker straight or is it not quite on the fucking level? What's going on? I, I yeah, don't I mean, quite know how to take it. The shots of him at the airplane at the start—it's like by the end of it, it could be like. Was that actually him in flying in or him flying out? I don't even yeah. know any. You know, you know, it's and, it, yeah, it's also it's a revenge. It's a revenge thrill that has no actual real revenge <laughs> in it, really. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I, well, I don't know. I mean, you, like, I, I suppose by 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 the end you've got that scene, but like the introduction of Peter Fonda, the way it's just like it's kind of they're, they're talking about him in, in in kind of abstracts, and then it's like bang, there's Peter Fonda. And what's he doing? He's just having a chat with some girl. And, you know, he doesn't seem like that bad a guy. And, yeah. Yeah, and I, I like the way that, you know, he's not exactly a big bad. It just, yeah. it was kind of an accident. It, it, it was an accident. And, and he's, he's, he's bad in the sense of he just doesn't want to go back to it. He, he doesn't want to lose his lifestyle. Yeah, essentially. yeah, yeah, yeah. His time, you know, his time has been and it's gone. And he, he made a lot of money, uh, and then that money's running out, and so he saw a slightly shady way where he doesn't have to get his fingers dirty uh, way of keeping that lifestyle, mm. and he did it, and uh, uh, then in a way, but it kind of was, but it wasn't. But he's not, you know, you say he's not actually a bad guy. He's just. He's kind of his ego is his worst enemy. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I mean, I certainly don't think it's a perfect film. I mean, like I say, the actual story no. is not that much. And the, I gotta say, the Terence Stamp Cockney slang stuff does get old. Um, but the, the Terence Stamp Cockney slang is very much, uh, or feels very much like Steven Soderbergh. Berg watched uh, watched Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels and went, ooh, I like that. I'm going to make that film, but I don't want to go to England. I mean, this is the camera. This is the director who did that character sure. a couple years later. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. got to say the Don Cheadle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then does Don Cheadle a couple years later? You know, it's just like it seems like he's interested in 
the in in the English, but he's doing that off of the off of the back of Mary Poppins. Um, and slang uh, like those little fucking books that you that you keep in like your spare bathroom or something like that. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly, yeah, exactly, and it, you know, so it it's it is a film that feels slightly bitty. Mm. Um, I, I, I mean, maybe that is because of the construction, but I mean. Stamp is good. I mean, he is really good. He's very like threatening and whatnot. And I like that Luis Guzman is like his sidekick. That's yeah, that's awesome casting. Uh, you know, and the, the, yeah. the, the whole thing flows along really well. It's less than an hour and a half long. You know, it it gets in, it gets out. It does it with a nice amount of style and panache. And uh, yeah, I mean, I I I I enjoyed it just as much as I think I did the first time round. You know. Yeah, I, I was exactly the same when I watched it. To be honest, it, it, it's 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 definitely one of his more one of his more project side project movies that he, that he did. Like an idea that he, that he has, he does his sort of as an idea, and he goes and he starts making, it and he kind of get an idea that halfway through it, he, he kind of gets a little bit like, oh, I just want to get this finished now. And then just gets it finished. A little bit like Haywire was like that. I enjoyed Haywire, but it does feel a little bit like he almost in his own mind thinks, yeah, well, this is this isn't one of my serious movies. It's well, one yeah, of I my mean, like side effects pictures. as well. You know, I mean, like side effects was oh, hell, yeah. his last film before retiring. You know, and he, yeah. he goes out with side effects, really. But mm. you know, then the film before that was Behind the Candelabra. You know, so it's he's an interesting one. Is Soderbergh? It's like. Does he want a steak or does he want a burger? You can never really decide, but you know, even if it's a burger, it's going to have a really, really nice pickle. He, he, he wants he wants a burger that will cost more than a steak. That's, he wants a Wagyu beef burger. Fuck, that's a ri- yeah, that, yeah. and that, that that's what it is. There you go. Which isn't a fucking problem because no, no, it's, I've it's, had a Wagyu beef it's, burger it's and fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, no, totally, totally. I, I it just, I, he's he's a funny one, and you know, if this, um, I think he's got something like bubbling under with Channing Tatum about a he, potential you know, return to film. Yeah, so, I, I, I remember when we did side effects. He, he threatened to retire three or four fucking times. He's a perennial. He'll do it. He'll come back. He's like a Kevin. It's like the Kevin Smith thing, but he's got. Yeah, but people want to see Soderbergh come back. Exactly. Well, yeah. Right. <laughs> Seriously, man. Yoga hoses. I know I'm going yeah. to watch it, but oh my god. Yeah. And I, I, I just kind of I want yoga hoses to happen and be gone, so I can get back to being excited about more rat sequel of the Clerks Three. The Clerks oh, Three. Oh man, I don't. Which, I don't know. I, I love those, those those series of films. I love that world, so I, I'm alright with that. But the problem is, is I know that I'm gonna watch yoga hoses and go. Fucking hell, seriously? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to stay behind you, Kevin. I really am. But you keep doing this shit to me. <clears throat> yeah, I, it's a weird one. But um, I've started, I've, I'm way past the point of caring with Kevin Smith. Just whatever now. You know, I, I used to I, get I, really angry, but... I don't blame people. Yeah, so go on then. What else have you been watching that uh, I might not have watched as well? Yeah, um, well, I watched uh, The American Dreamer, um... I actually have a review of it on Vodzilla, so um, I'd maybe direct people to there. But it's on Mubi. It's uh, basically a, a pseudo-documentary that Dennis Hopper made um, with a couple other folks yeah. around the time that he made the last movie. Yeah. Um, and it stars Dennis Hopper as himself, um, who basically 
goes, he alternates between actually pretty interesting monologues and then scenes where, but like, he wants to have a load of women fawn over him because he says that would be his dream. So they hire a load of women to come over and get stoned with him. And then he just chats bollocks and then seems to have sex with a couple of them in a bath. It's, it's by turns really. He was a cad, wasn't he? Oh, fucking. I mean, like it's in terms really interesting and really boring. Um, The last 20 minutes or so is just get the fuck on with it. I'm I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. But, like, there's, like, really interesting bits where he's comparing himself to um, Orson Welles and, like, talking about... and and talking about how it's an absolute crime that Orson Welles didn't get treated the way that he should have and, you know, The Magnificent Ambersons was a masterpiece that was, like, lost and, you know, and and, and he's... um, I don't know. It's, like, it's interesting stuff where he's... Like he's having a go at the documentary crew for like them asking him to repeat stuff to get it on camera, but then he's also asking for them to hire him a load of women in and stuff like that. And like the dichotomy between that and the fact that he's like blatantly hypocritical and even admits to it, but just goes with it. And you know the fact that is this a documentary? Is this just a piece of whatever that he made? It's I, f- I don't think even if Hopper was alive today, I don't think he'd be able to tell you because I don't think he'd be able to remember what he was thinking at the time, you know. No, so. he, he, he said, hasn't he, before previously that um, he, he doesn't really remember that much from about sort of 67 to about 78 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I mean, it's like, I mean, fair play. I mean, it's it's only about 80 minutes long and it's interesting enough to like mildly recommend it, but you've got to wade through some really, really, really... You don't want to show, don't, don't watch it on a Friday shit. or a Saturday night. No, God, no. I watched it. I think I watched it on a a, a Wednesday <laughs> night because I had a deadline for review. So you know, and that was fine. Um, but yeah, and don't watch it with a drink either. If you get even slightly sleepy, you're fucked. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's that's the American Dreamer. I'll I'll, I'll leave it on to you, over to you for a couple, mate, and then I'll kind of go into the ones I've actually watched this week. All right, cool. Um, I watched uh, rewatch Snatch. I think we spoke about it um, a while ago. Uh, a little where, while back, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when, when I, st- I was, I was going to rewatch it because I couldn't really. I had no real intention to rewatch it. And I think you said, "Oh well, actually, out of the out of the ones that, that Snatch held up quite well, um, out of the early Guy Ritchie movies." Um, yeah. So uh, I, I, I rewatched it um, last night, uh, and. I think it's it's his second film, isn't it? Snatch. It's, uh, it's, yeah, it's the follow-up yeah, yeah. to, to Lockstock, um, and it, it, it's weird because the Man from Uncle was it was a great. We we, we both really liked it, um, you know, from last year, and I I, I was gobsmacked because I fucking despised all the marketing for it and thought it looked terrible, mm. uh, and then really really liked it. It's a stylish, really well put together film that 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 kind of shocked me and made me go. Holy fuck! Actually, Richie can direct a film and not just he wasn't just this bubble that 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 burst and just all the fucking Madonna crap and everything like that kept him in a career um, but this is, the, some of the, the script in this is fucking brutal at points uh, and it, it, it's weird seeing um, seeing Jason Statham uh, before he became action star Jason Statham uh, because there's all this action sort of going on around him and, and he's just kind of walking through it and it's, it's quite weird Um what does sort of stand out, um, and I don't think I appreciated that much at the time, because I've not watched this since probably like, what, it came out in 2000, I think. I've probably not watched it since then, so it's like 16 years ago. 
is that, that, that Brad Pitt absolutely is the absolute star of this film. Uh-huh. Not just like the biggest name in the film. He, by a long way, is, it gives the best performance in the, in the film. Um, you know, it, it's, his arc is it, it, very good and there's, there's a lot going on there, a lot more than I think, because in my mind it was just, oh, it was that thing he did with Guy Ritchie where he just put on a funny accent and he, he sort of walks around without his shirt on just looking like a hot gypsy. Um, which is what he does, but there's actually quite a lot fucking going on uh, in his character, and there's a co- there's always cogs turning that you don't think are there, uh, and that's that it, it's a, it's it's such a really sort of well put together performance. It, it, it's a strange film because there's 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 an awful lot going on in, in Snatch. There's so much more. When Brixton Del Toro turned up, virtually the first fucking scene, I was like, Christ, I forgot he was in this, mm. and then all the stuff with fucking Alan Ford started, and I was watching it going. He's really bad. I know that people remember him from this film and sort of quote things that he said, but you watch it going, there's a reason why he's narrating fucking butter adverts or whatever it is he's doing now. And it's because all he's got is a Cockney accent and that's it. And it feels just so over the top. Dennis Farrader's, um, he's, in a, he's actually in a Pink Panther movie, but in this movie, um, it's really fucking strange. There's Sit a lot down of, and shut up, you big bold fuck. Fat, yeah, which is great. Yeah, which is wonderful. Yeah. It's, a, it's a good time Saturday night movie. Um, but when, when your movie fucking finishes uh, and you stop and you go, do you know what? The best, deliveries and the best performances in that movie Dennis Farriner's just doing Dennis Farriner so that's fantastic but uh, Brad Pitt fair enough but when the one behind it is Vinnie Jones you're going there must have been something wrong there because he's actually he's he's entertaining and he's good and he works in the character he is the the scene where he sat down in the where he's in the bar um, and you've got the two guys come in um, in the balaclavas and they're pointing the guns at him and he picks up the, the pint of Guinness that's half full and he leans over the bar and just turns round and they're following him round with the guns and he sits down and he's calm as fuck. It is a great scene. It works really well. He's delivering this speech and you're going, this is pretty sure delivering this, but you're actually captivated. And at the time you're going, this is weird. Billy Jones has been in two movies where he's been actually really quite good and quite entertaining. And then now you're going, ah, yeah, now he does those lottery adverts. Mm. And, and I, there is a correlation between the people who went on to have successful careers. So uh, Jason Fleming does a lot of, uh, you know, he crops up in film, but also does a lot of theatre work. Statham's the Stath, yeah. you know, uh, Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt, Stephen Graham, you know, he, he's arts out a very, you know, successful character actor career. Um, and then the rest of them are all sort of doing advert voiceovers are kind of going hey remember me when I was in that film at that time you know you remember me don't you because you know you, you do please remember me mm. please fucking remember me <laughs> it's that that kind of thing uh, with it and if they, if they are shouting please remember me they're dead that, that's that's the other thing yeah I, I mean fuck man Mike Reed uh, he was dead. in a film with Benicio Del Toro and now he's dead yeah, and he's, he's funny in it Mike yeah, Reed he is he, he's good he, he, he's actually really quite good in it uh, but yeah it's a really it, it feels like a solid sophomore effort but that absolutely feels like somebody's second movie where they got more money and more time and didn't quite fucking um, shit the bed with it 
they kept it on a balance, uh, an absolute balance, and it, it, it kind of worked. And it, it, it's a blast, and the it's a great story, but the script at points you go, why are you saying that? There's, there's I, no point. I, I mean, it's very much of its time, but I think considering, Absolutely, yeah. considering how like how much time has passed, I think it it's held up actually oh, well. I, yeah. I'd be very worried about going back and watching Lockstock now. Yeah, well, I, I, I kind of thought after I thought, oh, I wouldn't mind rewatching Lockstock, and then I thought about it when, that's horrible. Yeah, like I, I bet, bet it's fucking horrible now. Yeah. yeah. So, but I, I, I might go back uh, and rewatch it though. Um, so yeah, so I watched Snatch, and the, it, 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 it's enjoyable for the, the, the Brad Pitt performance more than anything else. His character is it's a great character, and it, it's a it's weird that it's kind of become almost like an iconic character for him, uh, which is strange that it was only a year after Tyler Durden. Um, mm. There, uh, I rewatched uh, Network. Oh uh, yeah, I watched this not long ago, actually. Yeah, yeah. We watched it. And Becky had mentioned to me um, and said, um, I, "I can't remember." It, it cropped up on something, and she said, "Oh, I've never actually seen Network." I was like, "Right, we need to, we need to fucking rectify that because it's brilliant." And then it's one of those films where you start watching it and going, "You forget how brilliant actually Network is. It's a fantastic movie uh, and still feels incredibly." Uh, relevant and of its mm. time and still feels like it has a place and everything it's got to say still makes sense in fact everything it's got to say in 1976 40 years ago actually resonates more now than it fucking did at the time which is baffling it shouldn't be like that, yeah, uh, that, that, yes. that, we've, that we've moved on 40 years but we've not then we did, then we, when you looked at it 30 years before, you'd have gone, oh, look how far we've moved on. And then you look 40 years on, you go, yeah, look how far we've gone backwards or not moved on. I, I don't even fucking know anymore. Uh, but it is, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a wonderful, wonderful film, um, that maybe doesn't get the, I don't know, it, the, 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 the widespread attention that it maybe should, I think. Yeah, uh, it, it certainly doesn't get as much anymore, I think. Um, even though you're right, it is it is still super super fucking relevant, super relevant. Yeah, um, and I'll, I'll, I'll let you 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 come back in. I've got a couple more, but I'll let you do do a couple more of yours, and then I'll, I'll finish off with very brief explanations about my last two. Okay, cool, uh, fair enough. But um, so, Bum. okay, yeah, uh, I've only got three actually. Um, so speaking of films that kind of still feel depressingly relevant, um, I watched Canadian Bacon. Oh, the uh, the last John Candy movie. Yeah, and yeah. The, the only fictional film that Michael Moore directed. Oh, of course it was. As it yeah. says at the start, written, produced, and directed by Michael Moore. Yeah. Um, it, you know, just like like straight up. Yeah, this is my fucking film. Ah, uh, Michael Michael Moore in, in, in Ego Trip. What yeah. a yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Um, yeah. So, yes, um, yeah. So, I mean, it's an interesting cast list as well. Like Alan Alder as the president, John Candy, Rhea Pullman, um, Kevin J. O'Connor, um, Kevin Pollock. Uh, you know, it's um, I don't know. It's a good who's that of nineties um, cinema. Um, and it, essentially, the story is um, uh, the, the, the U.S. have basically won all the wars. Um, nobody wants to have a fight with them anymore, so they have to invent an imaginary war. So they do so against Canada. 
Um, but the actions of uh, John Candy's like small town sheriff um, exacerbate things and where they actually just wanted a bit of a cold war to uh, stoke like weapon manufacturing and stuff for a war that would never actually be fought. Instead, it actually kind of looks like war is coming. Um, so, yeah, given what's going on with the Republican caucuses at the moment, where it does genuinely feel like Donald Trump's got a good chance of being president. It it feels like this film still has a lot of relevance. And it does seem like Donald Trump would be the kind of person who would say, let's go to war with Canada because fuck it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah. It, I, 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 the thing is, it, it's essentially the film's got one point that America's stupid. And it really, really, really hammers it. And unlike something where, like Team America World Police, where it's joking about other stuff as well and is being offensive about other things as well, this film's raison d'etre is America's stupid. And that's all it is for 90 minutes. And yeah. a fair bit of it hits, you know, I, like some of the... Um, like the, the the kind of like the propaganda like stuff is is funny and John Candy's funny. There's a there's a good bit with him, uh, Kevin J O'Connor, and I think Bill Duke, where they're in a van singing "Born in the USA," but they don't know any of the words other than "Born in the USA." So they're kind of just making stuff up and like going born in the USA, and, you know, and it's it, it, little things like that. Yeah, funny, but it's essentially in. You don't watch a lot of South Park, do you? No. Right in South Park, whenever crowds are getting like annoyed and testy. They all just start going rabble, 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 and it feels like rabble, 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 rabble the movie. Yeah. So it, and the thing is, there there are bits where like Alan Alder's on the phone to the Canadian Prime Minister, and it's like you're getting a bit Doctor Strange love here. I can see what you're trying to be, Michael Moore. Nah. Yeah. No, 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 you're not. Sorry. And it just from a from a film business point of view who the fuck thought people would pay money to watch an hour and a half of america's really stupid oh yeah. you americans you're stupid oh especially, you're so stupid especially in what was it 1995 i believe yeah yeah like, i could see you know in the aftermath of like 9 11 and the you know maybe not straight away after 9 11 but well, 2005 after, yeah 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 you know where the tide was turning against bush then totally i could see where this could actually have a place but no team america was there it does it did that job but it did it better mm. um so you know it's in canadian big Bombed horribly yeah, really, as well. Really, really badly. Yeah, and I, I mean, to be, I mean, I'm, I'm not surprised why. As I say, it's depressingly, it is still somewhat relevant, but it, it is a one-joke film, mm. and it really, really, really hammers it home. Like Michael Moore does with everything, to to a better or lesser degree. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, I don't know. It just. I'm, I'm glad I finally watched it. You know, it was on Netflix. It's an easy watch. Um, but 
I mean, I watched it on Wednesday, I think. It's like, yeah, perfect. You know, just a hump day film. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I, I remember, yeah, I remember watching it when it, when it first came out. Because uh, at the time I thought, oh, I want to watch this John Candy's last film. Turned out it fucking wasn't actually his last film, which was it? It was the last film teach. released, I think. It wasn't the last film he made. Wag, yeah, Wag, well, he last died film, during Wagon Sh- Yeah, that was yeah. it, yeah. Yeah. Um, which is actually is a better film. <laughs> and, I haven't seen it. And Wagon yeah. isn't a great film. Yeah, I, so there you go. It's on Netflix UK if, if anyone's interested. It, it's got some it's got some solid stuff in it, but not enough. Um, so, uh, Band of Outsiders, uh, the uh, Goddard film. Um, still pushing it with the Goddard. And um, I actually really enjoyed it. Um, it's Goddard being really, really playful with the form. And... He's got that French New Wave cool um, down here. Um, yeah, you got some iconic stuff in there. You got the uh, uh, running through the, uh, I think running through the Louvre. I think it might be, um, but running through the museum, which is great. And uh, there's a dance sequence where you know it starts off with like music in the back in the background, then it, then the music's off, and it's just. It's like the music in their mind, and they're all in sync, and they're doing all these like all these moves together. And it's you know it's just really full of life, I suppose. If you know if that doesn't sound too wanky, which it probably does, um, I you know the the story is a is a slight one, and when it goes into its more esoteric bits, it I, I kind of switched off a little bit, but it's. Um, it, it, I don't know. It's a fun little love story, and uh, it's only ninety five minutes long, so it, you know it's. You know, not a bad shout. I'm glad. I, I'm glad I watched it. And um, last on my list, I finally watched the Simon Pegg starring absolutely everything, anything. Um, so yeah, this was uh, Terry Jones directing for the first time in a good long while. And um, the story is essentially it's Bruce Almighty, except instead of Morgan Freeman as God, it's the Monty, the surviving Monty Python members as oh, aliens. Oh, it's that one. Yes. Yeah. I had that one confused with, with another yeah. one. Oh, a fantastic fear of everything. That's the one. Which I went yeah. to see in the cinema, and oh my god, I can't believe I actually went to see that in the cinema. Yeah, directed by what's his name, who's, in, who's the lead singer of Cooler Shaker. Crispin something. Crispin yeah, yeah. Mills. Yeah, that's him, yeah. John Mills. So I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, and But essentially Simon Pegg was just mates with him and just went, yeah. yeah, I'll make this, and oh my god. I did that in a double bill at the cinema with Casa de Mi Padre. <laughs> That was, that was a fucking Fuck. day. Uh, fucking hell. Wow, yeah. you used to find a film worse than Cassidy Patrick. I kind of like Cassidy Patrick. Um, <laughs> what, was, what was absolutely anything like then? Because it looks fucking terrible. It's better than it looks, but considering it looks fucking terrible, that's not saying much. Um, the, thing, the thing is, you've got to believe that like that a large plot point of the film is that Simon Pegg thinks that he's done the whole trick and that Kate Beckinsale was in love with him because of that and no Kate Beckinsale just really likes him so there's a scene where he does that and then she like comes up and basically like takes him into the bedroom straight away and it was essentially because she wanted to and it's like nah yeah, well, there, there does seem to be a bit of a theme with uh, Simon Pegg in, in those kind of movies where he leads mm-hmm. them himself. Because um, it, it is a similar thing in uh, the, what's it called? Hex from the Search for Happiness, uh, where, you know, he, he's got um, Rosamund Pike, he's absolutely in love with him. Yeah. And it's a bit like, no, I'm sorry, I, I, I just don't like it. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, that that that's the thing. It's just I don't know. He tries to do that, but he tries to be the everyman as well. But when it, I don't know, I just get the sense that he, like he thinks he's the everyman, but and he like he would protest that he were if anyone were to confront him on it, but. At the same time, he's a guy who calls his autobiography "Nerds Do Well" and then mm-hmm. actively attacks, uh, like, like fans. Uh, what was the, what was it about that he like came out in Star Trek? I think it, yeah, I think it might have been Star Trek, and like I, I, I remember being really pissed off with him at the time about it as well. And it, it it's like decide what you want to be. You know, mm-hmm. do do you want to be taken seriously? Or do you just want to, like, do the comedies for the nerd crowd? Do you want to write Paul? Or, you know, do, do you want to... I, I don't know. It almost it almost feels like he's someone who wrote Paul under duress or something, like he felt he had to. And it's... You know, but anyway. So I, <laughs> I've got problems with Simon Pegg. But, I mean... And he's, then go watch Hatch for the Search Parade. <laughs> I know. I mean, that's the thing. I've heard, I've, I've, heard, I've heard enough about that film that I just know it's not going to happen. Do you know what? Even even Rosamund Pike smacking her own ass in when she's wearing nothing but underwear doesn't make it worth no, two hours. No, God. I, the thing is, which which, which, which normally would. Mm. This is an hour and twenty one minutes, and that oh, might that's have been short. Yeah, and this might have been the only reason why I watched it. Did it cost twenty two dollars? Yeah, I mean, and well, I mean to be fair, the alien CG stuff actually doesn't look bad. And they've got a good line in, like, it's really, really broad humour, but the aliens all have women's names, and it, it did make me chuckle. I won't lie. Um, there's <laughs> also... Williams plays a dog in it. Yeah, he I, does. I'm thinking that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's... Yeah, because it was around the time that, like, they had, the posters and stuff were coming out for this, where Simon Pegg did that thing, and it was like, all right, bud, if you want to be taken seriously, don't star in the film where Robin Williams is a talking dog. Um, yes, I remember you saying that. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it like I just no. Um, so yeah, it's not. I mean, it's it's not great. It's got its moments. There's there's a good little subplot where Sanjeev Ashkar really wants to fuck one of his colleagues, and Simon Pegg basically says, "Make her worship him," and then through the film, she goes from really wanting to fuck him. To building an altar around him, <laughs> to actually starting a cult around him, and then this cult following him wherever, like wherever he goes, and that, like the build of that's actually pretty, like pretty funny. And um, Sanjeev Pascal plays that quite well, and Eddie Izzard has a couple of good scenes in it as well. Um, it, and it, I don't know, it, it's just it's Bruce Almighty, except instead of God, it's aliens. There's not like there's nothing else to it. Um, it's just. I mean, some of like the wordplay with the wishes and how it's interpreted wrong is 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 quite funny. Um, you know, there's well, a wasn't bit... that a bit bedazzled though? Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Yeah, it's just it's kind of the same old shit. Yeah, you know, and it, it, again, I just I I don't. I mean, this film obviously got the budget because it's got the Pythons in it and Simon yeah. Pegg and Robin Williams. You know. They should all be doing better material than this. It's not, it's not terrible, and the runtime alone makes it maybe a mild recommend. You know, so I'm not going to be like, oh, it's the worst film of the year. You know, whatever. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm going to straight up. I laughed a few times. It, it just, it doesn't do anything of real interest. Watching, like, 
I, watching Kate Beckinsale kind of fawn over Simon Pegg is a little bit sick-inducing, and um, which might be a per- personal thing, admittedly. Uh, but yeah, I just I don't I, I didn't really give a fuck. <laughs> It, it, it looks like one of those movies to be honest where you watch it where if I watched it which I might do at some point I'd very much doubt it but I, I'd, I'd watch it and get the end of it and go well, I didn't hate it but I, I kind of hate myself for watching it yeah I, mean, yeah I mean this is the thing it's like even The World's End which Peg has said is like his favourite of his recent performances it's like he's an asshole in that yeah. but you know, he's an arsehole who also basically has is, is is suffering from a mental illness. So it's even there. He can play an arsehole, but he's got to have the caveat that he's also mentally ill. You know, yeah. it, it just... And he's also got to save the fucking world. Yeah, yeah, you know, it, it, exactly. It, it's just... I don't know. I mean, like, there's that Kill Me Three Times film as well, which I haven't seen, and, like, no one's talked about. And... Well, yeah, from what I understand about that, I've not seen it, and I, I probably never will watch it. He's in all the posters, and he's on all the marketing, and he's the, the lead character in it and everything like that, but apparently he's not actually in it that much, okay. is what I, I read. I mean, that may be complete bullshit, but I'm sure I read somewhere that he's actually... It's more of a token performance, but they they try to sell it on that because there's fuck all else there. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be an interesting year for Peg because obviously he's co-written Star Trek Beyond and... I, I, I've got. I just can't help but think if that film does well, he's going to be taking a lot of credit, and if it does badly, he's going to be blaming a lot of shit. Like the fact that the first trailer came out for that, and immediately it was like, "Guys, this isn't the film. Don't worry, this isn't the film." Yeah. And it's like, do you know what? No, no, shut your mouth. Let the marketing people do their job because they've got to make it a film that a broad audience is actually going to want to watch. Mm. And that trailer made it look like a film that I want to watch. And I really didn't like Star Trek Into Darkness. You don't fucking sell Star Trek to the geeks. Because no. they're already going to watch it anyway. No, that's that's the thing. I mean, like Star Trek Beyond, that already is feeling like the forgotten film of summer 2016. And it's not summer 2016 yet. Yeah, I, it, I keep it's... on forgetting that's this summer. Oh, when the trailer came out, I was like, are they actually doing another one? It, 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 it's... That film stinks of contractual obligation. Yeah, yeah, it does. You know, it's like everybody feels like they're on a free picture. They're going to do that, and then it's going to be right. The new TV series next year. We'll see how that goes, and then we'll take yeah. it from there. This, yeah, this totally. I imagine every scene with Chris Pine in it. He is on the edge of the of the periphery, going delivering his lines, and then going. Ugh. And yeah, he's walking yeah. off going to do something else more I mean, I mean, Zachary Quinto's probably like, look, to be honest, I don't even have that many options these days, but I can't be asked with this anymore. <laughs> yeah. What's my line? What's my, got, what's, yeah. what's my line? I've got, I've got Hitman 3 to go and make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got Agent 48 to go and do. <laughs> yeah. I'm assuming when that's I, what it'll be called. When I, when I, when I come back, because, because fuck it, where was I going to go? Yeah. Nowhere. Yeah. What do I have to do now? I'm going to jump on a trampoline. Yeah? I'm going to jump on a trampoline. Why am I doing that? Oh, because I'm jumping. Does, does, right. does Chris have to do it? No, I'm not doing it then. No, 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 I'm not I'm not doing it. No, no. Is the trampoline going to be in shot? Why Why not? Well, you could have a trampoline on the Enterprise. No, I'm not coming out of my trailer until you write a bit where there's an, a trampoline in the Enterprise. Yeah. Tell Simon tell, tell, tell to write a trampoline in. Or a I'm trampoline not, I'm not, I'm not having to pretend that I'm jumping off something else. No, no. 
I'm jumping. I'm jumping off a trampoline, guys. All right. Yeah. What do you want to fire me? Yeah, that'd be fine. <laughs> you can replace me with fuck off from Big Bang Theory. <laughs> oh, that, that, that that's that's on the fucking cusp, isn't it? <laughs> like, sir, like genuinely, how that guy isn't already Spock, I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, that's what I've been watching this week. Cool. Uh, I, I've got a couple. A couple more do. Um, I watched the other guys. Um, the reason is it, it's great. <laughs> Every time I watch the other guys, I watched it going. This film is an absolute blast. Oh, Gators bitches better be wearing Gators bitches oh, better my wear God. <laughs> the um, so you learned all that sarcastically. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> the dance thing is is fantastic. It's um, it's Mark Wahlberg just. Doing the the comedy thing that I think he does he, he does fantastically. It, it, it's a ridiculously entertaining movie that, that it, it brings one of those great comedies where every time I watch it, there's new jokes yeah. arrive, uh, or I or I appreciate new bits more. Um, so, for instance, the the, the bit where um, for some reason Matt Wahlberg says to um, to Will Ferrell's character about the lions coming to get the salmon. Oh yeah, it, just, about, yeah. It, it goes this story about teaching uh, the, the, the salmon uprising and making breathing apparatus from kelp, mm. uh, and it, it, it's like that. I previously I I completely forgot about it, but I was in stitches uh, throughout it, and the um, Michael Keaton doing the constant TLC references, which you kind of think. Where did that even fucking come yeah, from? Yeah. Because it's not like it starts in the middle of the film, and then at the start of the film, it starts in the middle of the film. Yeah. You know, he's had three, you know, you can imagine if he'd had it three or four scenes previous to that, he'd done it in every scene, but he doesn't. It just drops. It's the one, the one that kills me with that is the you've got a creep. creep. And then he leaves it a couple of seconds and then he goes, creep. creep. And it's like, I, I just, I love the way. That you genuinely can't tell whether he's trolling them or not. It, yeah. It's it's uh, it's so good. And then the great bit where he, where he first sees Will Ferrell in the bathroom, he's like, "Have you come to the bath mats?" And he's like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's and down to the down to the the what I think a great touch an underappreciated touch in that movie is Matt Wahlberg's apartment. There's a cobra poster up. Oh, is there? Yes. Oh, nice. It, when they got a Mark Wahlberg's apartment and uh, they're in that for that few seconds, there's a Cobra poster on the wall, and it just—that's it, it, the only thing that's actually on any of the walls—is that poster, and it's like that's a great fucking it's touch. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also watched uh, No Way Out um, after a Gene Hackman conversation we all had on WhatsApp. Um, <laughs> I, I rewatched that. Um, it's a fucking strange movie. There's no way out. Really is. Sean Young is, is in it, and she actually seems like she's just shit faced for every single one of her scenes. <laughs> like it's the only fucking way she could get through this film is if she was really fucking drunk. And the character's supposed to be drunk in a few of them, but she just seems like she's pissed. Um, Will Patton is turned up to fucking eleven in that movie as well. It's 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 a it's a fun old fucking movie. And it's it's on. Um, it's one of those movies that could only have been made in 1987, and that's when it was made. Uh, and Kevin Costner kind of almost sleepwalks his way through it, but like he's putting as much effort into it as he can. But it just is none of it's landing at all. And Gene Hackman feels like he should be in something better. <laughs> 
Mm. Uh, so yeah, that was uh, it, it's it's a strange one that film. It really, it really is. It's quite it. well. It, it watch it because it, it's worth watching for how out of it everybody fucking seems in it. Mm. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's, I'm sure it's on. I watched it on Netflix UK. So shit, really? Okay. Yeah. Cool. So maybe give it a go because Will Patton's turned up to eleven. He goes fucking full crazy in it. Okay. Um, Kevin Costner is is trying to play kind of like laid back, cool, so much to the point of because the story is that um, there's a murder and. Um, they they use the murder to put all of the attention on it into solving this murder. They're not actually trying to solve. They're trying to frame somebody. And the person they're trying to frame is actually Kevin Costner. But he's the one who's investigating the murder. Oh, bloody hell. Right. But he's, he knows he's investigating himself. But he knows it's a frame-up. So he's got to kind of not kind of solve it. While seeming like he's solving it, seeming like he's making progress. Oh, that's interesting. Also, actually try to investigate it to find out what the fuck is actually going on, and he knows what the fuck is actually going on. Right, I've added it to my my list. Right, uh, yeah, yeah, I would because it's but it it all fucking blows up massively, uh, and there's just some crazy performances in it. Um, But yeah, it's a fun old movie. It really is nice. Uh, yeah, that's that. That's it. That's that's the last of what I've been watching. Um, so you said we had some feedback. Um, yeah, yeah, just the one. Uh, which is your laugh. <laughs> uh, so this is uh, Marcus Zizou, um emailing oh, once again. Yeah. Thank you, Marcus. Um, so, hi guys. I thought I'd return an email after last week's show with a few things about the last few podcasts. One, fuck me. Doesn't Mister Porter go on? <laughs> show into very interesting points. Becky, Good. Becky mentioned that as well. Oh, really? That's yeah, not, she said not in a negative way. She said, but like you said, yeah. Brad literally just took over the show and just, yeah. just didn't let anyone talk. Yeah, man, no, he's passionate. I love it. It's funny. Uh, yeah, I do. It's great with, with Brad. Yeah. Uh, number two, love the drunken discussion ramble on Carol. Mark's theory <laughs> has some legs, but I saw it more Ian's way, to be honest. But it made me rethink it. Yeah, I can't even remember that. Shame, Carol. I, been... <laughs> I, I have, I have, I have now. Um, I've said to Becky, uh, I have vowed to never discuss Carol ever again, ever. Good. Because it winds me up too much, and I thought, I don't need to. I've voiced that. Carry on. (laughs) Shame. Uh, And he says, shame Carol didn't get an Oscar nom for best film. Any any of you thought it missed out? Any of you thought missed out? Are we talking... I think he means any, like, um, films generally... Um, I, I mean, I think Carol did. I don't really think. I don't really think anything else that would be particularly Oscar-y, I don't think really did get missed it, out. It, in, it's it's Sicario. Oh, it's Sicario! No, 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 it's not. That's, That's a good shout. Picture. That's a good shout, actually. I was, I was, I was quite surprised uh, that 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 that, um, that didn't get a nod. Cause it got a nod in quite a lot of other ca- categories that would usually have have led it to that. And I, I do think that deserved um, a nod for best picture, to be honest. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, I, 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 I'm on record as saying I, I think the list is a solid list of nominees. Oh, I, absolutely, yeah. I, I think at least every single form of, a film on there at least is a four-star. So I'm I'm more than happy with it. Yeah, I would have put Carol and Sicario on there myself. But I don't... In all fairness, like, I'm not sure whether I would have taken any anything off. off. I, maybe... Exactly, yeah. Maybe Bridge of Spies or The Martian for me, but I'm I'm happy with them on there at the same time. So, yeah. um, 
Uh, three, agree while well, cinema is difficult to watch. You can't just chuck it on like a throwaway film. I, uh, I have three kids, so I understand it's not easy. I'm on movie two. It's such good value. Yes, it fucking is. Um, number four. My most anticipated films of 2016 are The Neon Demon, Midnight Special, uh, Manchester by the Sea, It's Only the End, and It's Only the, the End of the World, uh, Xavier Dolan's new one. He was a delight at the Mummy Q&A I saw him at. Not big-headed at all, admitted he hadn't seen many films. Well, he's in his fucking like, mid to late 20s, and he's already made a shitload, so I'm not surprised he's too busy. Um, I expected him to be an ass, but it was just the audience who was shit asking about his sexuality. And finally, all the m- new Malik ones, if they ever arrive, were yours. <laughs> um, that's a fair shout. Um, anticipated for the year. Um, yeah, the Neon Demon, for Neon sure. Neon Demon, yeah, the, that's the new Riding Method one, yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, that Midnight Special, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to, actually, as well. Um, uh, there was a trailer for that in front of um, Triple Nine. Oh, did you, get, did you get that? Um, what else am I looking forward to? Um, there's, probably, there's probably loads that I just can't fucking think of right now. New Scorsese one, can't remember called. Oh, Silence. That's it, but I could see that being January next year. Actually. Oh, that's going to be January 2017 over here, for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, fuck. My mind's gone blank. My mind's gone completely gone blank. And I know there's like two or three that, that should be going boom, boom, boom. Uh, Suicide Squad, very much looking forward to that. Yeah, uh, totally. David Ayer doing, doing, doing his thing. Um, I'm trying to think of it. Hail Caesar, I'm looking forward to the more and more I see about that. The more and more that looks like it's going to be a fucking good time. Um, again, you know, the, the, the Malik ones, you know, I, I'm holding off on Night of Cups um, to, to actually see if it actually comes out and, and they get a cinema release over here because I'd like to see it. Even if it's very limited and I have to go and see it somewhere, I'd just like to see I still like to see Malik on the big screen if I can get away with it. That Herzog documentary about the internet, um, I can't remember what the fuck it's called, but um, I'm, I'm very intrigued by that. Um, and also, I don't know whether his um, Queen of the Desert's going to get a theatrical over here. Um, I know it's... I don't download torrents anymore, but I know it's on torrent sites, um, which is surprising, um, as is Night of Cups. Um, mm. But, yeah, it's... Um, I, I, I am, yeah, anything Herzog, I'll, I'll watch immediately. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, what else? I mean, what the hell's got that new one, Tomboy, coming out? That's next year now. It's been put back. Oh, has it been put back? Oh, I think it's been okay. put back, yeah. It's been put back to uh, February 2017, apparently, it's coming out now. Oh, that's a shame. Um, but yeah, it, it's, there's one, I know there's one, and it's, it, it, it's there, it's, it's in my brain going, no, 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 no. Remember me, remember me. You're really looking forward to me. And I can't remember what it is. <laughs> but it's, I think it's one of those ones that I think I'm looking forward to and nobody else in the fucking world is. Nice. Um, yeah, um, oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it, there's always things that crop up throughout the year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, number five Michael Caine naked coming out of the house with a shotgun was Get Carter, dot, 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 the scene that Mark thought was in the Ipress file. Of course it was, yeah. There you go. Um, six, finally, uh, finally, hope Andrew Jones wasn't as picky with his burger as he was when I met him on a Twitter meetup. He sent it back twice and then left half of it. Fussy fucker, though, top bloke. Not sure in his taste in films, though, ha. Huh? No, he <laughs> ate all his burger, I think. Um, yeah, he ate all his burger. I think he did, he did get it very plain, though. Yeah, oh, man, yeah, that's right. He literally had the bun and the burger, didn't he? Yeah. Was there anything else to it? No. No signs like that either. Yeah, that, yeah. 
what the fuck? Anyway, uh, anyway, won't mail for a bit as you want some fresh meat, but I'll be listening, Marcus. Is it? No, you email as much as you want. Email Marcus, as much as you want, man. It's, it's always well appreciated. Thank you very much for the, the, the feedback. But yeah, I know it's still one of those things that's now conscious in my mind going, world cinema, world cinema, world cinema and I keep going when I get more time and I, I was in I've had a hectic week this week I was supposed to have wasn't most of the week off uh, and I didn't <laughs> mm. so yeah so it's something that I'm, I'm really hoping to do in the next sort of six months oh fuck I mean I'm going to be bloody starting to study for um qualifications in financial planning um in a couple of weeks and I've got um 60 hours worth of studying to do before like July um so I am um, like I'm going to have even less time than I already do, so fuck knows how I'm going to watch anything. Um, yeah, you know. But so you know that, and like to be fair, I'm I'm like playing games more and stuff like that. So it's just it's tough. But you know, you you try and get through it. Um, do you know what? Just moving on. That man, we've got a bad week next week. I don't know what oh, the fuck we're going to review. What have we got? Because we're not, we're not, we're we're not doing uh, Oscar bashing uh, this year. Uh, oh yeah, have we even talked about that on the show? No, we we're have. not doing um, both. Noel and Ian, uh, I've got work commitments the next morning. And... I, I, I literally got asked to like cancel my day's holiday um, to do something which is something which could genuinely help me get a promotion. Yeah, so and it, 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 it's one of those things. I've I, I've done the. And uh, last year, um, we wrapped up at like half five, nearly six o'clock in the morning, I think it was. Um, and I started work at half past seven that day. Uh, and it, it, it fucking damn near fucking killed me. Yeah. So I, 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 I would never recommend doing that. Uh, I might, I might watch it myself. So if I do, I'll record it and I'll just fucking throw it out there. Um, I, I, I may, I'm going to see how it goes, but I may get up for a couple of hours and mm. just watch. Maybe like if it ends at half four, maybe like half two, three till half four. Yeah, so it, it, it might go out, but it, it it will be there will be a, a proper show next week instead uh, of the the Oscarvation show. But what we're we gonna cover though? <laughs> yeah, okay. So right, Grimsby. It's only eighty three minutes long, which I know, is. But I'd still have to go pay for it. Yeah, yeah. I um, don't think I can do that. The forest. Is that the, that's the, the uh, Dormer, Dormer um, yeah. <laughs> um, and the remake of The Secret in Their Eyes. That's it. That's a shitty week. That's a shitty week, isn't it? What the fuck's gone that week? Fucking hell. Yeah. Uh, out, out of those, I would actually go for The Forest. I would go for The Forest. Out of those. But we'll see. <laughs> like yeah we'll see but we'll see if it's going to be any of those it's going to be the forest i yeah i don't think i can stomach grimsby like i can't i can't the, the marketing i mean like just the tv ads for that now the trailers at first i was like yeah go on then it looks like the sun the movie yes absolutely yeah and I and, and I will never fucking buy read or anything the fucking so it 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 looks like the worst kind of lowest common denominator accommodate yeah. there is. I I mean, if reviews come out and they're like, do you know what? There's a really subversive, biting thing hiding in the guise of this. Then maybe a, 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 a small maybe, but do you know what? 
it, 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 it sort of seems like sort of company where if somebody says to me, oh yeah, I'm really looking forward to it, I go, yeah, I bet you are, you fucking cunt. Yeah, no, I mean, it's really annoying as well because the week after you've got London Has Fallen and Hail Caesar out in the same week. <sighs> Why does release London Has Fallen this week? This yeah. Next week? It made more sense. You know, because I want to see both of those and I'm only going to get the time to see one and to be fair, it's going to be the Coen Brothers film I go see, you know. Without, so. without hesitation. Uh, so we'll, we're not sure what we'll do. We might do that. We might do some kind of retro review of something or or something. We'll, we'll work we'll it out. We'll figure something out. Yeah. It's like, I mean, like, the fucking, like, just the week after, Kung Fu Panda 3, which I'm interested in, and The Witch... Week after that, ten Cloverfield Lane high rise. Both are they, the are they the same week? week? Yeah, but I'm I'm actually going to see a preview of High Rise with oh, a Q and A by Ben Wheatley the week before, so I can do both um, that week somehow. Ah, right, I'll do both. Week I'll after do. that, Batman versus Superman. Um, Shit, is that that fucking soon? Yeah, man. End is of that March. April? End of March. End of March. Yeah. It's, ba- it's basically well, like like Easter. It's because it Easter's so early this year. Yeah, cost a fucking. Um, week after that, Eddie the Eagle. Um, week after that, Hardcore Henry and yeah. Midnight Special. Um, you know, the week after that, um, the Jungle Book, the Sweeney Paris. What? <laughs> what the fuck is that? That can't be a fucking real movie. That's not a sequel to the fucking Sweeney. Hang about. It's on launching films. But all I'm saying is, like, there's, like, stuff I want to see every single bloody week. Apart from next week. The that... Sweeney Paris. Oh, my God. John Reno's in film? it. Oh, of course he fucking is. Hang about. Right. There's a poster no, I, I... on IMDb that has it called Anti-Gang. All oh, right, I need to find out what this is now because that can't be. John Hodge was the, right. John Hodge and Nick Love original story. I think it's a French remake of the Sweeney. What that, the fuck? That's just, that's just weird. John, right? Did John Hodge do the story for the first that Sweeney film? God, the bloody Sweeney. Yeah, he did it. Yeah, he was a writer on it. Right, so, uh, yeah, I think it's... It is. It's a bloody remake. Gang. It's a remake of the bloody Sweeney. With John Reno in it? Yeah. That's fucking weird. That's well, amazing. That, that, that actually came out in France, uh, like, last year. Yeah. Yeah, it's called the Sweeney Paris over here. <laughs> That's great. That's terrific. Don't by the guy who directed The Horde. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Fuck. Well, yeah. Well, that's the most I'm going to talk about that film. There's, there's a film coming out called God's Not Dead 2. Okay. What's that like? He, God's Not Dead 2. No, seriously, he's really not dead. <laughs> like, fucking... I didn't know oh. God's, not, God's Not Dead 1. Everybody Wants Some and Green Room are out the same weekend. 
God's sake. It, it, it's going to fuck with us, mate. Apart from this, what is it? This is our break week. And usually we'd be doing the Oscars fucking show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we'll, we'll do something. We promise we'll, we'll have something out there. Uh, we're not quite sure what we'll do. Let's say a retro review, possibly. Or we the might nice, review. The nice guys in Warcraft out the same bloody week. Oh, you're shitting me. I mean, it's going to be the nice guys, frankly. It's going to be the nice guys, but I'm going to go and see Warcraft because I'm interested in the... Well, it's Duncan Jones. That's why. I like the I like the fact that Independence Day Resurgence is out the day after the EU referendum. Fucking hell. Like, that makes me laugh. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, anyway, go on, mate, sorry. I'm just looking through this. Um, Yes, um, so, yeah, that was um, episode 148. The Uh, Purge election year and Ghostbusters are out on the same day. Oh, the Purge election year. That was a trailer I watched as well. I should say, yeah, I watched that. What, What do you think? Um... Yeah, why not? I like yeah, I like I'm the that. fact that each of these films they're really putting them in different places. It's like good yeah. on them, and Frank Grillo's back in it again. Yes, please. Yeah, because I mean, I hated the first one and loved the sequel. Um, was never going to watch it until you basically said to me, "Look, it's like a John Carpenter movie." I was like, "Well, you fucking are. I've got to watch it." And then watched it. And was like, actually, it was just like a John Carpenter movie. It's brilliant. Um, so yeah, I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, yeah, so again, episode 148. Uh, check out the YouTube. Um, I've got tomorrow off. Uh, hopefully, I'll be able to get the website uh, up and running for then. Um, fingers fucking crossed because I keep fucking having days off and they keep getting taken away from me. Nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so keep on the YouTube. Uh, keep listening to the podcast. Uh, do the at gmail dot com. Um, Dude the monkey at Dude the monkey at Ian Loring at Dude Fuzz. I'm gonna go and make a fucking epic sandwich that all the ingredients together cost me twenty seven pounds earlier today. Oh, uh, shit, me a photo. I will do. Uh, yes. Uh, so thank you very much for listening, and we'll speak to you next week, guys, with whatever the fuck we are covering. Bye. I'm looking at releases for June 2017 now. <laughs> What's out? Um, what are we covering? What are we covering? The Fantastic Four 2 still is on launching films. Yeah, I think they is. need to update that. That ain't fucking coming out. <laughs> um, the Mummy, starring Tom Cruise. World War Z, Z- Z2. I think this movie's actually going to be out. I, I doubt that. Kingsman 2. So let's see Kingsman. Kingsman's good. Uh, yeah, I will watch it at some point. but um... The Emoji film. Fuck off. Friday, 11th of August. That That's like the Angry Birds thing. By the time it's happened, nobody will want it. The, it's not happened. The Emoji film? What? There's going to be some... I, I guarantee you, uh, Lindsay Lohan's going to fucking voice one of those fucking emojis. Blimey, Charlie. <laughs> you've got to fucking... You've got to fucking hold your breath for fucking... Sherlock somebody. Gnomes... 16th of February 2018. Untitled Universal Monster Franchise Film. The 30th <laughs> of March 2018. That is, that's going to be Skull Island, isn't it? <laughs> Untitled Fox slash DWA slash Blue Sky 6 is coming out the same day as Ant-Man and the Wasp. Untitled DC Film 5, 27th of July, 2018. Untitled Disney Fairy Tale 2, Friday the 26th of October, 2018. 
Amusement Park 3D, 22nd of March 2019. These are just getting too fucking stupid now. That's Bad Boys 4, Friday the 5th of July 2019. And the recording ended there for some reason, so uh, that's it. I don't think we really had anything else to say, and uh, we'll be back uh, next time.